It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is January 20th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. A happy Martin Luther King Day to everyone. Hope you get the day off. Hope you get the chance to watch some Magic basketball later on this afternoon. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll dive into the Orlando Magic's loss to the Golden State Warriors, break that game down, and sort of the big, I guess, short-term question, because I don't want to get into the long-term questions about the team, but the big kind of short-term issue the Magic face coming off of that disappointing defeat. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. There's podcasts for every single team in the NBA covering their, their team with the same level of care and detail that you can only get from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the Golden State Warriors perspective on Saturday's game? Check out Locked On Warriors. Want to get the Charlotte Hornets perspective on Monday's game? Check out Locked On Hornets. You can also look ahead, I guess, to Locked On Thunder. We don't want to look too far ahead. No matter who your favorite team is, who your least favorite team is, the team you're just kind of interested in, or whatever's going on, go directly to the source and get it from a Locked On podcast host. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Whether it's the NBA, the MLB, college, or NHL 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Plus, we do also have some great national podcasts in Locked On NBA, Locked On Face Basketball, Rejecting the Screen, and the Duncan and Hollinger NBA show. Download them wherever you find podcasts today. Again, search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Things started off so well for the Orlando Magic. Up 13 to nothing, it felt like Orlando was going to take care of business against a team that they're you know, even after a loss, clearly better than. And a team that, and a game that most teams would put in their back pocket as a win. 
But as so often happens when a team races out to such a stakes themselves to such a big lead, the team gets lazy. The team kind of loses sight of what actually got them the lead. You know, maybe the other team makes some adjustments that that the team doesn't quite adjust back to. Things come too easy, and you let your guard down a little bit. The Warriors stormed back and erased that 13-point lead like it was nothing. They built their own 13-point lead by the third quarter as Jordan Poole had a career game, as so many players for the Warriors started to hit shots from the outside in Orlando, which, again, built a 13-0 lead and was shooting extremely well, suddenly couldn't get a shot to go down once again. Still a close game. I mean, it's not like Orlando was was getting blown out and, and, and certainly there was time to right the ship, but as the game continued on and on and on, the Magic's mistakes became clearer. Fouls on three-point shooters. Not picking up guys in transition. Not even hustling back in a lot of, okay, in a lot of instances. Golden State built their own 13-point lead. Because the Magic, frankly, let them. Again, credit to the Warriors for making shots. They made the plays. They played with an energy and an intensity that you'd expect from a team on a 10-game losing streak. It is, again, the second time now the Magic have lost to a team on a 10-game losing streak. Is that cause for alarm? Maybe. But the bottom line is the Magic did not match that intensity. Not until it was perhaps too late. Down by 13, Orlando made their run. Markel Fultz carried the team through much of the fourth quarter. And with about six minutes to play, about halfway through the fourth quarter, Fultz spun into the lane, got two defenders on him, you know, felt a little trapped, and got the ball to Nikola Vucevic for a pump fake and a one-handed dunk. Orlando was up 91-90. to So despite all the problems, despite all the inconsistency, despite just the generally poor, lethargic play from the Magic, they're up one with about five minutes to play. They would take a 93-92 to lead shortly thereafter. But from there, the Golden State Warriors made every play. From there, the Magic's inconsistency of effort and energy ultimately did them in. Again, up 91-90, the Golden State Warriors would finish the game on a 15-4 run. In the mix mix of it, yes, there were good shots that the Magic missed. Nikola Vucevic had an open three-pointer that he missed badly. But that's not where this game was decided. As bad as the Magic shooting was, and it was bad again, as bad and inconsistent and unreliable as the Magic shooting was, even when they actually executed their offense, which they didn't for much of the game, it was still their defense that let them down. The one thing that this team has to count on every single night. Up or up 93-92, the Warriors picked up an and-one on a little kind of lazy bump from Terrence Ross to go up by two. Then, you know, you miss, Vucevic misses a shot. Warriors come back and hit a three. And all of a sudden, things are starting to come off the rails. The Golden State Warriors won the game 109-94. to 94. Oh, I'm sorry, 109-95, to excuse me. 
And a lot of it just came from momentum they built at the end of the game. The Magic had their chance. And yes, again, they missed shots. They missed key shots. And ultimately, you know, I'll, I'll say this when we get when we talk a little bit about Monday's game. Ultimately, this team's got to make shots. It is just so critical for the Magic to make shots. But their defense has to be the catalyst of all of it. And if their defense isn't getting the job done, if the defense isn't putting up resistance, if Nikola Vucevic is getting beat by Willie Cauley-Stein down the floor for easy layups, if the Magic are not getting out to three-point shooters or fouling shooters, this team has no chance. And that's all attention to detail. That's all energy. That's all intensity. That's all stuff that this Magic team can control. Orlando's offense was poor all night. They didn't move the ball effectively. And and Steve Clifford would say, uh, at the, at either I think Dante Marcatelli on Fox Sports Florida reported during the game that Steve Clifford told his team, you're playing selfish. You got to move the ball. You got to keep the ball moving. When we move the ball, we get whatever we want. Orlando fell kind of into that trap again, where they were unable to get themselves moving offensively. They were playing too much on their own. And obviously, that cost them in the end, when their defense just didn't have it, really all night. One of the worst teams in the league took it to the Orlando Magic and deserved to win the game and left the Magic with a lot of questions and soul-searching to do afterward. When you start your hiring process, the Magic probably aren't going to be doing that anytime soon, but you might be, and you might have a lot of questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? And how will you know you've made the right hire? Well, Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants fast. Also, add skills tests to your job posts so you can be confident in your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests ranges from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at Indeed.com slash locked on and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Golden State Warriors 109-95. to It's going to be pretty brutal here, so hang with me. I'll start on the positive end first. Um, y'all know me. I'm an optimist. I do see good things in everywhere. Uh, and there is one, and, and this Magic road trip now at 2-3 and three, with the chance to go 3-3 three and three, uh, in Charlotte. They, had, they really, I mean, stealing that game in, against the Lakers really made it feel like the Magic could get a 4-2 and two road trip, and that would be... 
outstanding. That would have been an outstanding road trip, but a 3-3 three and three road trip still gets the job done. It still says, you know, the team held held serve on the road, which is exactly what we needed to do, and I, I expected a 3-3, three and three, possibly a 2-4 and four road trip. But obviously, big game coming up Monday in Charlotte. But if we remember this road trip for one thing, and I think this is really important, and, and, and for those who are worried more about the big picture rather than kind of the small short term of this season, which, you know, I, I, I get that part. I really do. If this road trip is remembered for one thing, it is the emergence of Markel Fultz. We are watching this kid grow up and mature and and take command of this team. Very, I mean, in leaps and bounds. Um, you know, Magic fans are already in love with him because of his potential and all that. But but he is really delivered, and he is delivering. It seems more and more and more. I mean, I know Steve Clifford has often said, and, and this is honestly Steve Clifford's big development goal, is that Fultz will be better in March than he is in February, in February than he is in January, in January than he is in December. Uh, I mean, I think we can safely say Fultz is playing his best basketball of the season right now, and if he can continue to get better, if he can continue to to be consistent like this, then Fultz is going to answer a lot of questions for this Magic team. He finished this game with 23 points on 10 for 14 shooting. Three for four from the foul line. Six rebounds, four assists. He led the team in scoring for the game. In the fourth quarter when the Magic were trailing uh, by 13, they put the ball in Markel Fultz's hands and let good things happen. He was really the key to the Magic getting back into this game and taking the lead late uh, or midway through the fourth quarter. And if there is a criticism that I have for Steve Clifford or if there is... You know, I think the biggest strategic criticism that you can make of Steve Clifford, and I think he has his reasons for it, so I don't think it's completely completely fair to make it, because I do think that the Magic are trying to be very patient and methodical with how they ramp up Fultz's workload and how they ramp Fultz up and ramp up Fultz or develop Fultz or or kind of give him more responsibility. I think it is very methodical, and I do think it is planned out. Um, so, you know, I, I think. You know, just because it isn't happening, I know fans are really antsy to see this, but I I do think tactically the Magic are at a point where they should trust Markel Fultz more, where they should let him run the offense a bit more and be more of the primary playmaker. Um, You know, I know that there's a huge faction of Magic fans that are kind of over Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic, uh, and this game gave them plenty of fodder because at the end of the game, the team turned back to Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic. And while I think they got decent, I mean, I think uh, certainly Vucevic got a good three-point look that would have given the Magic the lead, um, that that combo just didn't have it tonight, or on, on Saturday night, I shouldn't say tonight. That combo just didn't have it. Most nights they probably do, and most nights that's probably the right decision. But tactically, this was not their night. This was Markel Fultz's night, and, and whether it was fatigue or, or whatnot, it felt like the ball should have been in Fultz's hands. And, and, and so, you know, certainly... That's a tactical error or tactical decision that Clifford made that, you know, maybe cost his team the game. But I want to take a step back a little bit and say we're halfway through this season or a little bit more than halfway through this season. And I'm sitting here talking about, and I'm sure you're nodding your head in agreement, talking about how much we want what is essentially a rookie in Markel Fultz to command and control the game, to be 
you know, the the point guard or to be the, the primary playmaker in pressure situations. Again, if this road trip has had any value, and honestly, it, uh, on this, if, if the Magic win on Monday, because I think a 3-3 three three road trip is essential, but this is at least a small success. That we have seen Markel Fultz make a big mistake against the Phoenix Suns on the first game of this road trip. Take ownership of that mistake and then make good on it. Make good on that ownership. Make good on that lesson in the win against the Los Angeles Lakers where he, he finished that game. It was his shot and his baskets that finished that game and won that game for the Orlando Magic. And then did a heck of a job nearly finishing this game against the Golden State Warriors, nearly saving the Magic from a defeat. We'll talk a little bit more about this coming up in just a moment, but this is something the Magic are really missing. And I think Marco Fultz showed tremendous leadership and, and tremendous poise throughout this game. And, and, and again, I think there is a development plan. I think that the Magic are trying to kind of slow play this a little bit. It is, I, I understand it. That might be a little frustrating. But Fultz had a fantastic game uh, and 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 has had a fantastic road trip. And, and I think that's all very, very encouraging. So I got to give my kudos to Markel Fultz. I thought he played a fantastic game. Uh, another guy that I got to give kudos to as well, Mo Bamba, six points, three for three shooting, seven rebounds, one assist, four blocks in the game. Uh, I know people have been frustrated with Mo Bamba's development too. This was a very good game for Mo Bamba, and, and I mean that very sincerely. It is This was a very good game, one of the better games that he's played all year. He was patient, uh, keep holding his position. He was good on the glass. He was uh, hovering around the basket a lot more than he usually is. Um, you know, he, he still gets moved off his spot a little bit, and, and again, adding strength and adding muscle and, and whatever he has to do to kind of to kind of get functional strength is still going to be a big deal for him. But, you know, when I look at Mo Bamba, it's about his positioning and is he in the right spots to make plays defensively and on the on the boards. And I think we're seeing that more and more. So I think he is coming, he is understanding the NBA game better, playing at the speed that the Magic need him to play at. At this point, I think the biggest thing holding Mo Bamba back is his shooting consistency, which is, again, it's come and gone. He's a young player. Um, but the biggest thing holding him back is just physical strength. If he adds... You know, if he's able to add, you know, some more functional strength in the offseason, then, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about a very, very different player. I, I've been, I know, I know some fans have not been happy with the raw number production, and that's fine. I, I get that. I have been extremely pleased with the progress that I've seen from Obama. So I, do, I don't want that to get away from us before we get into some of the nitty gritty bad stuff that we're going to get into. So that's the only positive I'm going to say about this game for the Orlando Magic because. The, the other players that, I, that we need to talk about just did not show up. Um, Steve Clifford did one of his famous, no question, post-game press conferences after the game and said, you know, in this league, you know, whether you win or lose often comes down to it, the coach and your, and your best players. I didn't, and Clifford said, I did not coach well enough. Our best players did not play well enough. There you have it. Aaron Gordon was probably the best of the trio. 11 points, 4 for 10 shooting, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 turnovers. Not a lot to say, not a lot to say there. That's that's a typical kind of Aaron Gordon line this year unfortunately. Um it, he just he turned the ball over a little too much, just just kind of slop again. This is more the frustrating part where the unforced turnovers, just sloppy sloppy plays where the Magic couldn't collect the ball or or threw the ball around too much or just you know, little little silly, simple things that the Magic just didn't do right. Again, just a lack of attention to detail. I thought Gordon did get a shot going a little bit. Um, you know, he wasn't ter- he wasn't terrible, 
But again, I'll get into why I think that I think that that his game ultimately was a bit of an issue for the Orlando Magic. Nikola Vucevic had his moments. 13 points, 13 rebounds, 4 offensive rebounds, 3 assists, 6 for 19 shooting, 1 for 5 from beyond the arc. He had his moments. Um, he, he dominated the glass. And, and I think that's, again, something positive that you can say. But at the same time, he was not a presence in the paint on either end of the floor. Um, I thought his, de- his defense wasn't as the worst it's been uh, this year, but he wasn't... He wasn't doing a good job staying connected defensively. He wasn't doing a good job helping contain the ball handlers. Uh, and just overall, you know, he got out-hustled. I mean, he just got he got beat, flat-out beat. And I think a lot of players did. And again, I, I think that's that's a huge issue. Offensively, you could see his frustration growing. He was missing makeable shots. It's been a story for him all year. That that his just field goal percentage just is nowhere near the level the Magic needed to be at for this team to be successful. Uh, and so, obviously, that that kind of weighed on him. You could ver- you could tell very clearly that that was weighing on him, and that that was frustrating him throughout the contest. So, you know, again, at this point, like again, your your best play, you need your best players to play well. And and at this point, the Magic's three best players just did not play well. Evan Fournier, twelve points, four for eleven shooting, four for six from beyond the arc, four rebounds, four assists, four turnovers. Uh, you know, Fournier was dealing with still dealing with the D issue. Still, de- and also dealing with an illness in this game, uh, wasn't 100% sure he was, it was a quad contusion, I'm sorry, it was a quad issue, um, it wasn't 100% sure he would play this game, you know, I, I give him credit for, for for going out there, I don't think he looked as limited as he did against the Clippers on Thursday, but you could just tell something was off about him, he just he just wasn't able to get the lift on his shots, he just wasn't able uh, to, to make shots efficiently, and, and his defense just wasn't good. I mean, he again, he just got beat defensively. Uh, in all, your top three players, so Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, shoot 14 for 40. 14 for 40. And, and you know, your the team as a whole shoots 45.3%, 9 for 31 from beyond the arc, so again, struggling from the three-point line, just 8 of 13 from the foul line. The Warriors did a really good job inviting the Magic into the paint and just collapsing it around them and making them play under pressure and, and frankly, daring the Magic to beat them from the outside. Um, and, and I think that's what a lot of teams are going to do with this Magic team is dare them to make three-pointers. And again, Evan Fournier made four of his six. That's good. Aaron Gordon won a four. Nikola Vucevic won a five. Terrence Ross, two for 10. Ross, 10 points, four for 14 shooting. It, it's, it's just really, really tough to win when your best players aren't hitting shots and then when your defense is letting you down the way the Magic's defense let them down, the way they're just, just not playing efficiently or effectively at all, that's that's just going to be a problem. I mean, Golden State didn't shoot much better than the Magic, 45.7%. They did make 12 three-pointers, so three more three-pointers, that's six points. They get to the line 11 times, no offensive rebounds, you know, 10 turnovers to the Magic's 15. Again, the Magic were just really sloppy. This game, frankly, just came down to the Magic playing sloppy and not playing attentive defensively. Um, you know, if they get that one la- one more stop, if they don't allow that fast break, if they don't allow that 1-3, I know it's a 14-point deficit, but the game was really close. It took a run from the Warriors and just absolutely t- horrible play from the Magic in the final five minutes of the game that cost them this one. Uh, it, it's it's frankly really that simple uh, for, for the Magic that, that they, they just didn't have, they didn't have all their ducks in a row all game. And so... To me, like like Steve Clifford said, that falls on your best players. That falls on your team leaders. And I think that's kind of the question the Magic are asking themselves today.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I will say this before we dive too deep into this. This Magic team has shown one characteristic that is absolutely fantastic and absolutely good. This team fights. You know, they're not the best offensive team. Their defense is very, very good most of the time. Uh, and they've been dealt a very difficult hand with all the injuries that they've had to face. And, it, you know, it's, it's rare that the Magic get beat by a margin as wide as this one. It's rare that the Magic lose a game by 10, 12, 15 points like they did in this one. They lose by 14 in this one. This Magic team has given themselves, and it's not that the Magic played a lot of clutch games because they actually haven't, but they usually give themselves a chance in the fourth quarter. Blowouts are pretty rare with this team, and I think that is an admirable trait for the Magic. And frankly, even in this game against the Golden State Warriors, the Magic showed plenty of fight. They came back from that 13-point deficit. They came back from uh, from wherever and, and, and took the lead. They had the lead with five and a half minutes to go. As bad as they played, as poorly as they played, as, you know, not, I, I wouldn't say little effort, but as unfocused of an effort as they showed, they still had a chance to win the game. And you can get away with that against the Golden State Warriors. You're not, you're not going to get away with that against better teams. But the Magic were still in the fight. So again... You know, and Clifford acknowledged this even even after the game. As much as as much as um, you know, he was upset about other things, other things that occurred. He said, you know, one of the great characteristics about this team is is we fight, and 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 you know, I have no doubt that that is going to be tested again Monday against Charlotte. But I have no doubt that that is something that is very much ingrained about this team. So that's a good thing. In fact, the, the starters were really bad. The bench was actually good to, good on Saturday night for the Magic. So that's, that is a good thing. But as Clifford mentioned after the game, wins and losses in the NBA ultimately do come down to your best players. And certainly Magic fans are, are restless when it comes to the Magic's best players. I don't think there's much to argue here. The Magic's three best players are Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon. Those are the three guys the Magic rely on the most offensively. Whether that is right or wrong, whether Marco Fultz has squeezed his way into there is a debate for another day. The way the Magic view things, those are the team's three best players. And so everything for the team pours out of them. Everyone on the team takes their cues from them. And the most disappointing part of Saturday's loss 
is that those three players, A, didn't perform. Straight out, statistically, they missed shots. And while, you know, Vucevic got, got some rebounds, and winning time, the end of the game, with, you know, with the, with the time, with the pressure building and the time running out, at the end of the game, all three of these players, I wouldn't say shrunk from the spotlight, but didn't provide the energy the team needed. At the end of the game, those three players, quite simply, didn't lead. The leaders on NBA teams not only make the big shots or, or make the big plays or, or find ways to kind of will their team to victory, and that is certainly something that this Magic team currently lacks. They don't have that guy. Again, maybe it is Markel Fultz. It's probably still too early to tell, and the team isn't going to turn, ter- give him the keys fully quite yet. So certainly your best players step up in those very clear ways. But the other way they step up is with their energy, with their intensity, and, and how they deal with the adversity of a late-game situation. When you miss a shot, do you put your head down, or do you run back on defense and make sure they don't get a shot? Nikola Vucevic did not do that. Willie Cauley-Stein made a layup, and the Warriors were up, I think it was five or seven at that point. For these three players, it is constantly about showing and bringing the team up with them. This is the way that they can bring everyone up with them. Showing the proper energy, intensity, and focus. Especially on the defensive end. And usually you don't have to worry about that. But against Golden State, you did. Because everyone was sloppy. Everyone wasn't playing to the standard the Magic have set for themselves. And again, whether they're the best defenders, the best shooters, or or whatever, it all comes back to your leaders. It all comes back to your leadership. You know, I'd say Vucevic and Fournier are young, but they are not. Vucevic is approaching 30. Uh, He's 30, 31 now. Fournier is approaching 30. These are not young players. I mean, Gordon's been in the league for six years at 24 years old. These are guys that know this league, that know what they have to do now that they have playoff experience and understand what it takes to just get through this marathon of a season. And frankly, you know, Fournier stepped his play up, but in the last 10 games, Fournier's fallen off. Frankly, in the last 10 games, all three of these players have had their struggles. Vucevic's season's been a real struggle all year, but he's he's still found a way to to impact games somehow. And so when it comes to this Magic team, and again, when it comes to making the most of the current group that they have, again, I'm not talking or considering trades at this point. Right now, let's just focus on the players on the floor, on the roster. Making the most of this group requires certainly two of those three to be playing well. It it certainly requires all three playing with a positive energy, with a non-frustrated energy, with a determined energy because everyone takes their cues from these three players. And if the Magic want to get where they want to be, which again, playoff spot and, and frankly, a competitive series, I think that is 
you know, the, the realistic goal. That was always the realistic goal here. The Magic want to be competitive when they get to that playoff series. It's going to be on those three guys to bring the energy, the poise, and composure to get them there and to deliver that goal when they get there. This, of course, and now I will bring that in, this, of course, is a preview, perhaps, of bigger questions that the Magic have. The February 6th trade deadline is two and a half weeks away. Evan Fournier has a player option on his contract, so there are big questions to answer. And again, I will dive deeper into the trade deadline on a future episode of Locked on Magic. I do have thoughts on what the Magic should do, and, and I think after the road trip will probably be the time to really begin to, to sink in, sink in. And I think we'll start to see teams decide which direction they will go, and that's when we'll see rumors pick up and perhaps some trade action before the trade deadline. But this, this question of whether these three players specifically can lift others up and can really be leaders in moments that matter, this is honestly the biggest question the Magic have to answer for their long-term future. Because like I said earlier, it might be time to hand over the keys or take off some of the training wheels on Markel Fultz. And maybe we see if he can be that guy. If if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On Magic is a great way for your business to reach passionate Orlando Magic fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast, li- podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with, lo- with the Orlando Magic fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777, that's double three, triple seven, or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Twitter, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places and all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter, of course, at philiprr underscore md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. The Orlando Magic take on the Charlotte Hornets at 5 o'clock for a Martin Luther King Day matinee. Should be a very tough game. The Hornets are a team that fights and claws. That, that Again, like so many of these good young teams, James Regal's done a great job getting them to buy in. They play hard. The Orlando Magic are going to have their work cut out for them coming, coming back east after the long West Coast trip. Magic are going to have to match that energy, find a way to make some shots, uh, and play defense despite, despite some perhaps tired legs uh, from the cross-country trip. So it should be an interesting one at the Spectrum Center on Monday. That tips off at 5 o'clock. We'll have a complete recap of that game on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic. 
your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 